0: Well, let's take our Bibles this morning. This is just something that we do here at Faith Life Church, just kind of get our heart ready to receive the word. But online, if you're watching online, if you're here, take your Bibles. Let's hold it up and let's say the words that they're putting up on the screen. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. It is the indestructible, incorruptible, everlasting, living word of God. I receive it now by faith, and I believe that my life will forever be changed. Let's pray. Father, We do once again thank you for the opportunity to receive your word, and Lord, we just know and believe that your word is life-changing. I thank you today, Lord, as I minister this message on encountering Jesus as healer, that you will enlighten us and help us to embrace Jesus as our healer. Lord, help us to overcome past experiences. Lord, help us to just give us a faith boost today as we look at the truth of your word. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're in a series right now that we've simply entitled Encounter Jesus. And I want to continue that series today with a message that I've titled, Jesus Heals. And I want us today to encounter the Jesus that heals but just before we get into that message I want to take you back to the text and I just want to say this about this particular text and why I've chosen it for this series encounter Jesus I want to take you to the text that's found in Philippians 3 8 verse 3 8 in the first part of 9 and I want to read the words of the Apostle Paul now I chose this text uh, because I can't think of anybody in the Bible who had more of a radical transformation when they encountered Jesus than the Apostle Paul. He encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus. He was on his way carrying letters to government officials to put Christians in jail for spreading the good news about Jesus. And then after he met Jesus, he started spreading the good news about Jesus. And in fact, in the Apostle Paul's day, he spread the gospel more than any other one individual to more places. I would say he had an encounter with Jesus. But what I want you to think about today is, we're in this series, Encounter Jesus, and as we look at encountering Jesus as our healer today, I want you to think about these words that the Apostle Paul wrote here and make the commitment today to valuing this knowledge of Jesus. Listen to his words. Paul said, Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him, really, what the Apostle Paul says here is that he values knowing Christ and growing in the knowledge of who Jesus is more than he values anything else in life. I think it would be good for all of us just to make that commitment and to just see how, how much do we value our knowledge of Christ, how much do we value gaining. In our knowledge of Him. Well, today, my prayer is that you will gain in your knowledge of Him as Healer, that you will value knowing Him as the Jesus. So let's get into this message today, and I want to go to an encounter that Jesus had with a government official, and this government official's son is healed. And so let's read John chapter 4, beginning with verse 46. It says, as he traveled through Galilee, of course this is referring to Jesus, he came to Cana where he had turned the water into wine. There was a government official in nearby Capernaum whose son was very sick. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judah to Galilee, he went and begged Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son who was about to die. Jesus asked, will you never believe me unless unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? The official pleaded please Lord come now before my little boy dies then Jesus told him go back home your son will live and the man believed what Jesus said and started home while the man was on his way some of his servants met him with the news that his son was alive and well he asked them when, the boy, when, when did the boy begin to get better? And they replied, Yesterday afternoon at 1 o'clock, his fever suddenly disappeared. Then the father realized that was the very time Jesus had told him, Your son will live. And he and his entire household believed in Jesus. This was the second miraculous sign Jesus did in Galilee after coming from Judea. Now, now we could say this. This government official got the ending that all of us would want. His son is sick, about to die. Your little boy. And he encounters Jesus. Hmm. And he encounters Jesus as healer. And his little boy lives. How wonderful. How wonderful to encounter the healing power of Jesus. We learn here, too, that time and distance does not affect it. It's no problem for the healing power of Jesus. Wow. But today, I want us to learn some things from this passage so that we can encounter Jesus as healer. Now, I want to boost your faith today. I want to give you some scriptures that talk about Jesus as healer. But before I even get into that... I need to talk a little bit about one particular barrier that could stand in the way of you encountering Jesus as healer. In fact, I would say this is probably the biggest barrier for any of us to overcome if we're going to encounter the healing power of Jesus. Here's the barrier it's the experience barrier. You see, one of the reasons why you and I may have a difficult time, a challenging time, encountering the healing power of Jesus is because we all have a story. We all know someone. We've all had an experience where someone didn't get healed, whether it was us or someone else. Maybe it was even someone that we knew that we knew were godly, that we knew believed God for healing, and yet in the end, we we thought they were doing everything they needed to do to receive their healing, and yet the experience was, in the end, here on this earth, they didn't receive their healing. That experiences, experiences like those, the enemy will use those kind of experiences to come to you and tell you you you're not going to encounter the healing power of Jesus. You're going to have to overcome that experience barrier. How do you overcome that experience barrier? 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 tells us how to overcome that experience. It says this. It says well, well I, I didn't say this. Before I even read that, let me say this. Can you back up? They, they got the slides there for me. Our faith must rest in the truth of God's Word and not on experience. Amen. Amen. And sometimes that's tough because we knew them. We knew they loved the Lord. You know, we believed God. We didn't receive. Our faith must rest and the truth of God's word and not an experience. But how do we do that? Second Corinthians 5, 7. It says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. You see so often when it comes to healing because healing is in the physical realm, we, we tend to walk by sight. When he says here to walk by faith and not by sight, to walk by sight is to walk in accordance with what we can see, what we can hear, what we can feel. We heard the doctor. We we see someone wasting away or we see our own body changing. Uh, what we feel, what we can touch, uh, we can't, we're so bothered by the sight. And listen, I'm telling you, when you are in pain and when you are physically facing some physical challenges, it can be difficult to walk by faith. That's why we as a church even have our faith healing center because we know that you need somebody to come along beside you to help build your faith and to hold your hand while you're believing God for healing because this physical can be so strong and can pull on us while we're believing God as healer we've got those experiences now it says here that we walk by faith and not by sight. And when we think about sight and in the tangible realm, we, we, we like to hold on to those things that are tangible. In fact, when it talks about faith, though, in the Bible, it defines faith as the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance. Now, some people will tell you that faith doesn't have a substance. They would say, no, only those things that you can see have substance. And if you looked up the definition of the word substance, when you're just talking about in the physical realm, it means that which is tangible, that which is solid. And so sometimes it's hard for us to encounter healing from Jesus because that which is tangible and that which is solid, that which we can grab and feel, we can't grab our healing physically. But can I remind you that faith is a substance. It's just simply not a physical substance. But there is a substance to your faith. You know, listen, I disagree totally when people say that faith is blind. Faith is not blind. Faith can see clearly. It's just looking at something different. Faith can see the Word of God. God can on the inside of you give you an image. Why do you think He gave you an imagination? but that comes from putting your eyes on the truth of God's word. Wow. And can I just say this too? Can, can, I, can I just remind you? If someone that you loved, maybe didn't receive their healing, if they're a believer, they're healed now. I mean, if they went on to go, they're healed now. Now, let, yes, we would like for more of them to receive it on this side. We've got to build our faith. We got to realize, think about it this way. Sometimes when we're so wrapped up in the substance and the physical, you got to remember that the substance of your faith is God's Word. And the Word of God created every bit of physical substance that you see. So, which is greater, the thing that was created or the thing that created it? So, when you're banking on God's word that's solid and if you ever wonder if faith works or the word works go hug a tree tree's there because God spoke and created that tree. I remember years ago when I was, um, just stepped out in ministry on my own and I wasn't pastoring a church at that time. I was in what they called a traveling ministry, traveling to different places, speaking in different churches. And, and so I remember I had been going now for about six months, eight months, and I, I've been able to fly. Churches had actually had me fly to them and I was excited about that. And you know, in the airlines, you build up your points. So I was flying somewhere to minister and I was in first class because they bumped me up because I had enough points. I like points. Because <laughs> as I was sitting there, I was thanking God that, because people had told me, oh, it's going to take you years before churches are going to start paying your way to come. You know, they're not going to fly you. You're going to have to drive, drive, drive. I only drove one, one, one time on one trip. And th- see, see, people tell you that, but I'd just rather take God's word than theirs and I just believed God regardless of what I could see but the enemy likes to pound our faith and so I remember I was coming back home and I was enjoying my first class seat with my points and all of a sudden the enemy said yeah but look this hasn't happened yet and that hasn't happened yet and you can't see this and, and you feel tired and you know you, and you know you, you got to contact make some other contacts I can, can, can I tell you this I, I didn't just sit in my house and just pray for meetings no I called got on the phone it was uncomfortable had to call pastors, introduce myself or call people I know to let them know what I had to write notes and send things. Some people just expect God just to come to their door, open the door bring them out, put them in the car and take no, (laughs) come on but his favor was on me when I sent those. I prayed over those letters. I prayed over those phone calls. You know, kind of feel, oh, I'm gonna have to make some more phone calls. i have to, you know, and you don't see this, and you know, yeah, Lord, I haven't seen that. And I haven't. And He's just pounding on my faith. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, "Grab the chair that you're in. Grab that first class seat that you're in." Yeah. So I grabbed it, and He goes, "Feel your faith." thought, oh, yeah the enemy's telling me I don't have any faith I've been trying I got faith man I- listen there's some place in your life that your faith has produced you need to just go ahead and feel your faith when the enemy tells you you can't feel it go ahead and feel your joy go ahead and praise him and all of a sudden you'll be feeling your faith come on Faith has substance. And I can't think of anything more solid for you to stand on than the Word of God when it comes to encountering Jesus as a healer. Amen. Now, not only do we have to deal with this barrier of experience, what we also, that experience sometimes is that things happen that we don't understand. You, you see, faith trusts in God's Word when God's word speaks about healing. But faith goes further than that. I I don't even know if I'm using the right language when I say further than that. But in other words, faith realizes, maybe that's a better way to say, faith understands that that word you're believing in is his word. So faith not only trusts God's word, it trusts God. We trust the God who said that word. Because sometimes things don't work out like we want it. Deuteronomy. 2929. 29. It says, The Lord our God has secrets known to no one. We are not accountable for them, but we and our children are accountable forever for all that He has revealed to us, so that we may obey all the terms of these instructions. Well, there's some secrets that the Lord has and he's not going to tell you I remember my mentor I really like call him my spiritual father brother Kenneth E. Hagin he was raised up from a deathbed by God's healing power he believed he encountered Jesus as healer and um, he told the story one time and here God raised him from a deathbed and then later on in his ministry after he's out teaching healing and preaching healing seeing a lot of people healed by the power of God then his sister who he had prayed for Dies with sickness, dies early. He's like, God, what happened here? Why did she die? Why didn't she receive her healing? And you know what God said? None of your business. None of your business. Just rejoice, she's with me now. I brought her home. None of your business. You see, there's some secrets that God just doesn't tell you why. We know what his word says, and we're accountable. Now listen, we're accountable to still believe his word regardless of what happened. Now, God will comfort us. If it's someone that we love, God will explain things to us. I remember as a a young college student when I just learned the truth of the healing power of God that Jesus heals today, that he hadn't quit. And I was so excited. I was at college, a Christian university. I was telling everybody, Jesus heals. Not just he might, not just maybe he will. The Bible teaches Jesus wants to heal you. When you pray for healing, Because up until that time, I had been told, yes, you want to pray for people to be healed, but you don't know. You can never be sure if they are or they aren't. It's like, are you one of them that God's going to heal or not? But I might as well pray for you because you might be one. I'm not making fun of it, but isn't that how it sounds? That's what I thought, but I just thought it is what it is. You know, then someone introduced to me these scriptures, and I saw that it's God's will to heal, and so I was telling everybody, all the young people at my college, and then guess what happens? The president of the university, a respected minister, mature, full of the knowledge of the word of God, stands up in a chapel and says that there was a baby that was connected to one of the teachers, one of the professors there in our university, and that baby baby had gone on to be with Jesus and and God took that baby because as a result of that baby dying three family members got saved so we can't question God so guess what after chapel Jane Jane President so and so now who am I I'm 19 I haven't even finished my first year of Bible school I mean it's a Bible college I, I don't even have Bible as my major And you go, what am I going to how, how, I mean I, I wasn't foolish enough to think that I knew more of the Bible than the president of the university Lord but I had the ancient of days Amen. on the inside of me and at that moment as I just stood there the Holy Spirit just spoke to me he told me exactly what to say and I looked I mean there was three or four students that had me I mean after chapel they found me They're standing around me. They said, So, what do you say to that? And then the Holy Spirit just spoke through me. And I said, You know what? I don't know why that baby died. But I do know this. I do that. Not one person or one baby has to die for anyone to be saved. Jesus was enough. And they said, You're right. I wasn't right. The Holy Spirit was. Come on. Jesus is enough. Does anybody else have to die for people to be saved? Now, maybe that's maybe you'll wake up, but God didn't use that. Some people say, well, you know, you know, I know that God, you know, had my son get hit by that truck because, you know, when he got hit by that truck, then he came to Jesus. Well, thank God he came to Jesus, but he didn't have to be hit by a truck. Come on. Experience. Sometimes we don't know what to say, and so we say things that just aren't true. Now here's, here's what you got to know about faith. Faith trusts God with the unknown and acts on the truth it knows. Listen, folks, as a pastor, I have had to walk families through some very painful events. Because a young person dies of a sickness. Because even a person that should have more to their life, people we believe in God for, go on. And so we feel the loss. Things I don't know. But I'm still accountable. First of all, let me just say this I'm accountable to have great compassion. We need to love people, we need to be there when they're suffering loss. We need to stand with them. We, we need to uh, cry with them. We need to rejoice with them that their family member, their child is in heaven. We, we just sometimes just need to love on them in those moments. I don't know. But at the same time, I'm also accountable for what I do know. I'm accountable to continue to preach that Jesus heals. Wow. And then I trust him to heal the hearts of the brokenhearted that are broken because someone didn't receive healing on this side. And then sometimes Jesus tells me like me, because I look at that person, I thought, man, they were full faith. What happened? None of your business. Listen, you don't know the conversations that people have with God, that sometimes people just say, Jesus, could you, just, I want to go home. They may even tell their family, because their family doesn't want to hear that they want to go home. They may even be telling their family, oh yeah, I'm believing. Then they leave them, Jesus, pay me up we don't know it's none of our business if we needed to know God would tell us we've got to keep preaching I want to build your faith now we talked about that experience barrier and you're going to need to overcome that but let's build now your faith to encounter Jesus as a healer. Let's go back to this story of this man, and let's look at some things that he did that built his faith. That uh, uh, the reason for his faith, as far as for him to encounter Jesus as healer. John four forty six, the end of it. It says there was a government official in nearby Capernaum whose son was very sick. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judah to Galilee, he went and begged Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son who is about to die, the official pleaded, Lord, please come now before my little boy dies. Here's the first thing I want you to know when it comes to you encountering Jesus as a healer. You gotta hear that Jesus heals. It says that this government official had heard He he heard Jesus was going from Judah to Galilee, and and so he went to Galilee to see him, and then he said, come to Capernaum and do what? Heal my son. So he must have heard that Jesus was a healer. Mm. Have you heard? What, What have you heard? Maybe you heard somebody say, well, I don't know. Maybe he will, maybe he won't what did you hear John 229 really shows us what or John 223 shows us what this man this official had heard it says because of the miraculous signs Jesus did in Jerusalem at the Passover celebration many began to trust in him you see word had spread that Jesus was a healer now i'm going to say this today and I, I would just mean this in the kindest way because I'm a part of the church the church has not been as effective as we need to be in spreading the news that Jesus heals Amen. and we wonder why people don't have faith for healing is because we're not preaching very much on Jesus being a healer again I'm going to bring up our faith healing center that meets every Thursday at 7pm if you want to know more about this that's why we have that because we know you need to hear about Jesus being a healer can I tell you what a wonderful church you are You know, I can't tell you through the years how many people have come here. I remember one case on a Sunday morning... A, gentleman, a, a wonderful gentleman. I'd known he and his family just through church circles for years. He wasn't in the ministry. In fact, he had a, a role in uh, Facing the Giants and, and some of the Christian movies uh, that were put out. He had a role in those in the audio. He'd done a lot of work in the secular world, but then they brought him in to do the audio in some of these Christian movies. Well, all of a sudden, he had hearing loss. And I remember his wife coming here to this church back when we were on Bush Boulevard and as she walked out the door she grabbed my hand and she said I think y'all can help us she said, "Do you all still have healing school? My husband needs healing and I can't find it any. I can't find anybody that will stand with us. And I believe that you will. Am I right?" And I said, "Yes, we will." Do you know what? He came to healing school. We stood with him and we watched God do some miraculous things in him. Why? Cuz we believe that Jesus heals. And as long as faith life church is here, we're going to be preaching that Jesus heals. Listen, we don't always hit a home run. I'm telling you what, we got lots of people on first base. They made it to first base. They live longer. Some people even made it to second base. Some people made it to third base. Some people made it all the way home. But listen, in the end, whether they made it home here to their healing or whether we got them there helping them. Listen, I'd rather die having faith that Jesus is a healer than die doubting him. But I ain't planning on dying anytime soon anyway, but anyway. You, you, you get what I'm saying. Come on, here's what we know about faith. Faith hears, faith grows. Romans ten seventeen. So faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. Can we encounter the healer if we haven't heard he heals? How, how can we encounter him? Because faith comes by hearing. Faith hears faith grows you see everything we receive from God's by faith so while I'm talking about healing today it's true of anything now let's talk for a moment about it's kind of a barrier too and that is is healing for all Matthew 8, seven sixteen. This also boosts your faith. It's talking about Jesus. It says, That evening many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command and he healed all the sick. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah who said, He took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. You see, Isaiah, this prophecy in Isaiah 53 is the same prophecy about Jesus on the cross. It's about the the crucifixion and here talking about Jesus it says Jesus was fulfilling he was a fulfillment of that what was to happen on the cross and not only did he take our sins but he took our sicknesses and he bore our diseases that means that healing is for anyone who wants to receive it just like salvation is for anyone who wants to receive it. The Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You see, some people say, Well, no, that was Jesus. Well, if you pray for somebody today, isn't it still Jesus healing them? Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I just want to know, people say, Well, you don't understand. You know, Jesus doesn't heal today. What day was it that he stopped? And if he stopped... And, and I was alive at that time I sure hope if I was sick that I got in the day before he stopped rather than the day after he stopped mm. First Peter 2.24 we got to have scripture for what we believe folks First Peter 2.24 says he speaking of Jesus personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right by his wounds you are healed Listen, I'm preaching y'all healing today, so now you're responsible to preach Jesus heals. This is when you meet a sick person, you lay hands on them. You say, Can I pray for your healing right now? I believe Jesus heals. I'll say this the Bible teaches Jesus bore our sickness the same time he bore our sins. He bore them on the cross, he bore them with his stripes. Listen, we're saved by grace through faith. We're healed the same way. We're healed by grace through faith. Come on. It's God's grace that we're healed. And then you say, is everyone healed? No. But here's my question. Is everybody saved? Still by grace. But you have to receive it by faith. The church needs to be better at building people's faith when it comes to healing. And then we also need to just accept sometimes that a person may have had faith, but there's some reason between God and them that they decided not to access that promise on this side and they went on home. Mm. Now, let's get this worked out here faith the last thing I want you to see and I want to go back to the man for a minute we got to overcome that barrier That healing is not for all yeah it's for all but how about going back to this encounter with this government official we saw he heard but then we also see something about his faith that will help us encounter Jesus and that is James 2 26 says this just as the body is dead without breath so also faith is dead without good works Maybe today we need to breathe some life into our faith by our good works. Mm. Now, you've got to remember this. Your works don't produce your faith. But faith does have works and if we want to breathe life into our faith then have some good works let's look at some of the good works that this man this government official had and we'll see that he had some works that are tagging along there with his faith here's the first one Back to John 4, 47. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judah to Galilee, he went and begged Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son. That's the first thing he went who was about to die. Verse 48, Jesus asked, will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? Verse 49, the official pleaded, Lord, please come now before my little boy dies. Then Jesus told him, go back home, your son will live. Now listen, and the man believed that Jesus, what Jesus said and he started home here's the first thing the first work the good work that this man had is that of humility humility is a work of faith did you want something to accompany your faith so you can encounter Jesus and this goes for healing or for anything else that you need you need humility this was a government official he could have demanded that Jesus come with him to his house he, he didn't. He humbled himself. He was out in the public., mm. a government official. Everybody knows who he is, but he bowed down to Jesus. He, did, he wasn't a haughty. Where, well, do you know who I am? Uh-huh. Humility is a work of faith. Faith is humble. Humility sees God for who he is and it is only then we can see ourselves clearly this government official saw who God was he saw God in Jesus and then he saw himself as one who needed to worship Jesus Mm. let's go to number two what's his second work not only was humility accompanied his faith faith puts forth effort faith works. It says he came when he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee. He he, he went. He went all the way from Capernaum. Do you know how far they say it was from Capernaum to Galilee? A 20-mile walk. Anybody want to join me today? 20-mile walk. Now you say, well, Pastor Jane, they were a little bit more used to walking in that day. Still, he did it. Could it be that some of us don't encounter Jesus as healer or as peace or anything else because we're not willing to go on the 20-mile walk? Hmm. Faith puts forth effort. You're willing to get up a little earlier? Willing to cut off the TV? Pray a little bit more? Spend some more time? You're willing to go the 20 miles? Here's the third thing. The third works. Three of them. Faith has corresponding action. When Jesus told the man, "Your son is healed. Go on home," said so the man, turned around and went home. I like what one translation says. It says the man took Jesus at his word and departed. Listen, some of you, Jesus spoke to you and gave you a promise, and you've been walking. Keep turning, keep looking back, or are you going to? After you've walked for a while, you're not even home yet but you you, you sit down on the bench. I'm not there yet. Keep walking. Some of you, I'm telling you this morning, you believe God, just keep walking. Believe his word. The man departed. Your faith has to have corresponding action. Go ahead and get excited. Go ahead and praise him for your answer. Wow. Now, let's wrap this up. Never forget. I love this one I want to close it up with this Psalm 103 verse 20 Let all that I am praise the Lord May I never forget The good things he does for me He forgives all my sins And heals all My diseases Now here's a question for you Is there a sin That he won't forgive No No. You know what there's not a disease Then that he will not heal Here, the psalmist said, Never forget, he heals all our diseases. He forgives all our sins. There is no sin he won't forgive, there is no disease he will not heal. Come on. And then what does he say? Never forget it, because you'll be tempted to forget that he heals. You might even be tempted to forgive that he sins because the enemy come to you and say, hey, you know what? No, it's the you've done this before. He ain't forgiven you this time. No, he forgives all our sins. Well, you're not getting healed this time. You made yourself sick. You haven't taken care of yourself. Now listen, you do need to take care of your physical body. I remember years ago, there was a gentleman in our church. I still have contact with him, the Murrays. They're in their 80s now, but Paul was in his late 60s and they were coming here to the church and he was dealing with emphysema. And as a young man, he had smoked quite a bit. You know, later in his life, he got victory over that. had stopped it. But for years, he had been a smoker. And so he's dealing with this emphysema, but just couldn't seem to grab hold of his healing. Yet he was a strong believer in Christ. And so one morning, I'm just kind of talking to him about it before church. And and he made the statement, To me, well, Pastor Jane, you know, haven't, you know, I haven't seen my healing manifest, but you know, I smoked right then. The Holy Spirit ministered to me that He thinks that I won't heal Him because He smoked. That there's some now, now, listen, I'm, I'm taking a step here when I say that smoking is a sin and what i'm sin is anything that would disrupt god's plan for your life anything that's not healthy come on there are a lot of little things that are sins and different sins but but he was missing the mark as far as his health was going so he was feeling like wow because this behavior wasn't what it needed to be then i'm not going to receive my healing and so i just said well did the lord forgive you for abusing your body and he said well yeah then you can receive your healing i said he forgives all of our sins Heals all of our diseases. And he said, I got it. Do you know what? A week later, he went back to the doctor. And the doctor said, I don't know what you're doing, but your numbers, your your oxygen numbers are weight. You're breathing. What's going on here? He said, I'm going to back off. I think it was the first time he backed it off in the first service. I said he was totally healed, but I think he went back one more time and he said, you don't need this anymore. I said, I don't know what you've done. He said, Jesus healed me. And the doctor said, well, I don't know what you've done, but he said, Jesus healed me. Come on. Never forget. He forgives all your sins he heals all your diseases as a young person I told you the story when I was on campus and when I first heard that it was God's will to heal and people gave me the scripture it brought such joy and I had this thought as a 19 year old I had this thought you know what it's God's will to heal that's wonderful and here's the thought God you're as good as I always hoped you would be Wow, Because I could never understand how a good God wouldn't be willing. That's one thing if we don't receive, but that He wouldn't be willing to heal disease. God is willing. And I hope today something that I've said helps you to encounter Jesus as your healer. And I encourage you, if if you need your faith boosted, show up at Faith and Healing Center on Thursday nights. Get your faith boosted, seven o'clock every week. Watch online. Can I pray for you today? As we close out this service, I want to pray that God take this message and help you to receive Jesus as healer. Now, I'm going to speak healing over you. Maybe today you might need healing in some way in your body. Maybe some way, even emotionally. I'm going to pray for you right now. Would you bow your heads as we do that? Online, you can bow with us. Father, I thank you today for this word that we've heard. And today, I just speak your healing right now. Jesus I speak healing, physical healing to people. I speak healing of broken hearts. Lord, I thank you that you are a healer. And I thank you for your healing power manifested. Father, thank you. You forgive all our sins. You heal all our diseases. Holy Spirit, help us to take this message, to press into it, and to receive Jesus as our healer. Jesus, thank you for your healing power in our lives.